Dominion is the reason for man on earth. Catch insights from Pastor William Beckson on today's Rulers World broadcast and be activated to rule and subdue the earth. Lord, thank you for your help. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This morning we receive our trance from you. We are fed by you. Our eyes are open, our hearts are open to receive from your word. We ask that you will guide our thoughts. You will consolidate the understanding you've given us and show us mercy, great mercy. Even in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God richly bless you. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Great. I welcome you this morning to the ruler service. Amen. I hope you are well. Great. We'll be getting into the word very soon. But you'll realize that for some time now, um, God has been helping us along the, the lines of our thinking. And it is so that he will prepare us for the days ahead. It is so he will prepare us for the days ahead. Meaning the way we are thinking is, is so critical to our operation on the earth as children of God. You see, we are situating this conversation within the context that we are children of God. So we are not just doing what seems right. We're doing the will of God. Because the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end is death. The reason why people will die in that way is not because they are irrational. It seemed right to them. No, no, no human being is irrational. Generally speaking, we are all rational beings. And so nobody will deliberately walk into death. The reason why they've chosen that way is because it seems right to them. They're convinced that they're on the right path. You see, that conviction is situated in the way they are thinking. They are thinking in a certain way that makes them see that this is the right way. And yet the Bible says the end thereof is death. If they saw that it was death, being rational beings, they wouldn't have chosen that way, you see. So when God brings us his word, it's an invitation into his thinking. God is inviting you to think with him. To think along his paths, his lines. And the thoughts of God our life. You remember we looked at it in Romans chapter 8 when he says to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So an invitation into the thoughts of God is an invitation into experiencing life and peace. You won't get it anywhere else. That's why Jesus said my peace I give you not as the world gives. Because whatever is branded as peace in the world is not like the peace of Jesus. It's not the same. It's not the same. And there is a thinking that makes us 
partake in the peace of Jesus. And there is a thinking that will make us partake in what seems like peace in the world, you see. So with, with this orientation, you can now receive the word of God and know where God's word is affecting, where God's word is impacting. Beyond the fact that the word of God is feeding my spirit, God's word is also targeting the way I'm thinking. And when this truly happens to each and every one of us, you will operate like God because you are thinking like him. The way we are thinking cannot be overemphasized because your thinking is what sponsors your personal culture. The way you are thinking, the way you are thinking is what is responsible for your behavior. You know, uh, when we were coming up in school, they told us culture, the definition of culture is the way a group of people live. Reflective in the food they eat, the way they dress, in their language, you see, that the way they live is reflected in the food they eat, in the way they dress, in their language. What else? Maybe I've run out of who remembers the definition of culture? It, it, this, this is such a... <laughs> it's so powerful you have no idea. It's so powerful. You are your culture. If we can't change your culture, we can't change you. Or when you change, it's supposed to affect your culture. Because the culture is life on a daily basis. The way you do life on a daily basis... It's your culture, the way you do life. And I'm saying that the way you do life is sponsored by how you are thinking, you see. It's been said that what you see is perception, but how you see it, how you think is perspective. This is, this is important, you see, because when God's word comes to you, it's giving you a perspective that can affect your perception. It's how you are seen is what is determining what you are seeing, not what is present, not what is available. It's how you are seen. So if you have this understanding, you see that God's word, God's word has such a central place in your life because it is God's word that is coming to feed your spirit, to grow, mature your spirit, and also to renew your mind, to give you a divine perspective so now when you look at life, you will be seeing it like God sees it. And then because of the way you are seeing it, it determines what you see, which will now influence your choices, your actions, your decisions, which is what your culture is, your personal culture is. And until your personal culture changes, even if they promote you, the human being, you will culture yourself back to where they picked you from. That's why how we are thinking is, is so important. How we are thinking. And we need to be minded. You, 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 have to, you have to pay attention to the way your mind works. You have to pay attention to it. You can't outsource that. You can't become unconcerned. I'm not talking about worrying. I'm talking about... you. you, you 
you cannot, you cannot, <sighs> I hope you get what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that become interested in the way you are thinking. Become a student of the way you are thinking and use God's word to shape it, to influence it. You see? Because whether you will faint or not is all because of how you are thinking. Not because of what you are experiencing. Not because of what is happening or not happening. Not because of what you know, people are saying or are not saying. It's just because of the way you are thinking. The way you are thinking cannot be separated from whether you will survive or not. The way you are thinking. That's why God is heavily interested in the way his children think. And so he gave us his word so that we can become busy with the word of God in changing the way we are thinking. Critical. All right, so now we can go. I, I want to continue talking to us on a text we have encountered. Psalms 90 verse 12, an important text. The psalmist said, so teach us to number our days. Teach us to number our days. So teach us to number our days that we may apply ah, our hearts unto wisdom. Who can get the definition of wisdom in this verse? So teach us to number our days. And when that revelation hits us and we have that understanding from your teaching, we will apply our hearts unto wisdom. Can you see what wisdom is concerned with in this verse? So that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That means if there is no application, there is no wisdom. Wisdom is revealed in application. Wisdom is revealed in application. Application is wisdom. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That means when that revelation comes to you and understanding dawns on your heart, you move into a third realm of applying. You move into the zone of application, and that application reveals your wisdom. And it is only at this point of application that whatever he taught you can benefit your life. You see, teach us to number our days. Okay, I've done it. But if you don't apply your heart to wisdom, the teachings of God, the revelation of God, the understanding of God will not translate into anything in your life. So teach us and we'll apply. So teach us and we will apply. So teach us and we will apply. I can assure you that he is a faithful teacher. We are not faithful how do we say it? Ap ap applicants. <laughs> or applicants. Applicants. I wanted to create a new word. So teach us. 
and we will apply. So teach us, and we will apply. So teach us, and we will apply. And when you apply, he says, you are wise. You are wise. And it is only that wise man who applied the word, who survived the storms. It is only that wise builder who applied the sayings of Jesus who survived the storms. They all experienced the storm, but it was the wise who survived the storm. So when everything settles, will you be standing? We can predict whether you will be standing or not based on your level of application. I want to go to Luke chapter 16, and that's where we'll wrap up our conversation. Luke chapter 16. I'm going to verse 8, but we're starting from verse 1. For context sake. Luke 16, 1. And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. That, 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 that was a very difficult day for this steward. Verse 3, then the steward said within himself. He's thinking, isn't it? He's thinking. Then the steward said within himself. What shall I do? I want you to trace because there is something that is going to happen to this steward that is revealed from here. Look, he, he said within himself, what shall I do? What shall I do? What shall I do? Don't forget that. For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. I don't have that physical strength. Not muscular. I cannot dig. To beg, I am ashamed. Now this guy has some regal thoughts going through his mind, isn't it? I cannot dig. I cannot beg. But he's operated as a steward for a while. I am resolved what to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do, to do, to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, how much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, An hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, An hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write four score. Write eighty. Verse eight is where we are coming to. And the Lord commended the unjust steward. When I was reading this and I got here, I said, no, wait a minute. When the unjust is commended, when the unjust is commended, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because 
he had done wisely. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. Apply our hearts to wisdom. Apply our hearts to wisdom because he had done wisely. Wisdom is revealed in doings. Wisdom is revealed in application. Wisdom is revealed in application. And this is so because he said within himself, he thought there was a way this steward was thinking that, that wowed the Lord. There was a way this steward was thinking that the Lord said, what? What a way to think. Because he had done wisely for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Apostle Tinkram, maybe this is where the conversation comes in. <laughs> this is the only case where light was not an advantage. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Why is the Lord saying this? He saw an unjust steward thinking in a way that made him say, wait a minute. Wow! I'm going to take this stewardship from you, but let me clap for you before I dismiss you. You are amazing. Why? The way you are thinking has resulted in certain actions. And I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed looking at how you are operating. And I just want you to see how that his wisdom is tied to what he did. He says, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser. Why? Why are they wiser? What is wisdom tied to? Because he had done wisely. So why are the children of this world in their generation wiser than the children of light? Why are they wiser? They are doing more. They are applying more. They may not know all you know, but they are doing more. This morning, God is challenging us that the reason why he's invited us to think on his level, the reason why he's invited us uh, to host his thoughts, to have access to his thinking, to have access to his word is so that we will do more. Meaning so we will become wiser. He said because he had done wisely. He had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. So if we put the children of this world on one side, the children of light on one side, Jesus is saying when it comes to application, the children of this world, they are doing more than the children of light. If they are doing more, Jesus calls that they are wiser. You see, knowledge brings information. Or information is knowledge. Revelation is spiritual knowledge. So whilst revelation or information brings knowledge, once I comprehend that knowledge, I have understanding. So 
The revelation or information brings me knowledge. And then my comprehension of that revelation or information is what gives me understanding. But it is my application of my understanding that makes me wise. And that is where, according to Jesus, the children of this world in their generation are wiser. They are doing more. They are doing more because of the way they think. I'm saying to you that if we are high on the thought of God, but this does not translate into application, then we will still be lagging behind, even though we know more and understand more than everyone else. So that I know more and understand more is not going to translate into me being ahead unless I'm willing to put into practice what I know and what I understand. So having the thought of God will not just be an end in itself. I'm just helping you see how we can terminate this teaching. You see, that thing is supposed to translate into our action. And that is when we are seen as wise. When the high thought of God begins to flow through my actions, then I'm seen as wise. And because I'm wise, it means I will be ahead of the children of this world. I'll be ahead. E.W. Kayon said something um, very instructive. He said, he said, today's opportunities perish with the setting of the sun. As the sun has risen this morning, by the time it is going down, the opportunities of the day have perished. So he says, while the sun is up, it's a challenge to your heart. The only reason why the children of this world are wiser than us is because they are doing more. I think God is calling us not to spare ourselves. Not to spare ourselves. And this morning is just a simple message. That you can, you can become a knowledge bank. If you are not doing it, it won't translate into anything visible in your life. You can become an understanding hub. But if this thing is not translating into action, because he had done wisely, he had done wisely because the children of this world, and he's talking about the unjust word. God is not commending his injustice. So. Just the way he's thinking. He's done wisely. And then he's part of the children of this world. So he says, the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. You know, Jesus made a bold claim. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Nobody will be shining brighter. It's not a competition. You are just deploying your full potentials. You are not sparing yourself. If you can, if you can, if you can give it a hundred, why give it eighty? If you can give it a hundred, why give it eighty? The reason why God is giving us his thoughts, giving us his word, is so that we will be out there doing way more and I don't have to be looking over my shoulders. I'm looking ahead of me. I know what the word of God is. And I'm just applying it. I don't have to check. Where is this person? Where have they got into? Are they overtaking me? No, it's not a race. It's my race. 
the race that he has set for me. And he's saying, just do my word in the race. So give it your 100. Give it 110 if you can. But don't put in 50 when you can do 100. If you do that, it's a measure of your wisdom. Because he says, because he had done wisely. He had done wisely. Can we become the best lawyers in Ghana? Can we become the best doctors? It's interesting what um, Apostle Tinkran sent me 11 o'clock yesterday. I was actually here. And I saw, I saw it. I didn't open it because I was preparing for today. So I didn't read the WhatsApp. But it was this morning that I read it. Apostle, please, do I have permission to, to share it? I, I want to just read it out. He said, been meditating on Colossians 1.28 for about a week now. That he may present us mature in Christ Jesus. I just got this inspired thought, but I'm questioning whether it is supported by reality or evidence. Your spiritual maturity determines your influence on earth. The world is by adults and not children. So this is the inspired thought. Then he says, are the most influential people on earth committed Christians? Because it came to him that Christ wants to present, or Paul wanted to present the believers mature in Christ. And he's thinking that, you know, then the spiritual or your spiritual maturity determines your influence on the earth. Wouldn't that be, make sense? Like if Paul's goal was to present the believers mature, then it's like that's what is required to be able to govern for him here, rule for him, influence for him. But a question pops up, and it's a, it's a, a, a logical question, isn't it? If spiritual maturity is what Paul was striving for, is everybody who is influential a committed Christian? So this is what I said. I said, bless you. Because, uh, you see, I've been chewing on this thing. This thing I'm sharing with you now. So when I opened it this morning, it's like he was prophesying. So this was my response to him. Bless you. They may not be committed Christians. Because the question is, are the most influential people on earth committed Christians? They may not be committed Christians, but certainly committed unbelievers. You are either mature in darkness or mature in the light. Certainly a half-hearted and uncommitted person, whether a Christian or not, will not be influential. Every influential person is committed in who they are and what they do. You see what we're talking about? The children of this world in their generation are wiser. They may not have the revelation we have or the understanding we have, but when it comes to application, it's like they are way ahead. And to be influential means you are, you are at the top of what you're doing. That's what makes you influential. You, you, are, you are a peak performer in what you're doing. To be influential means you are part of the, of the top percentage in what you're doing. So whether it is in light or in darkness, there has to be a certain maturity to deliver on a certain level. So you will see that even though the earth is God's kingdom territory, 
It's not only his children who are ruling it, even though it was designed for his children to rule it. Why? The children of this world in their generation are wiser than the children of light. And it seems as if it is wisdom that determines placements on the earth. So if the children of this world are wiser in their generation, they will be better placed than the children of light. You see, last week I shared something. I hope you heard it all. That all we have is now. All we have is now. Are you really giving your best? Or you can do more than you are doing? That energy you are reserving, it will be waste. Like, like Aeon said, the opportunities of the day perish with the setting of the sun. So if you don't, that's why says his messes are new every morning. What happened with yesterday's messes? They are like mama, it's gone. You don't use it, it's gone. There is a new one today. The opportunities of the day perish with the setting of the sun. So those of us who don't take advantage of the opportunities, when the sun goes down, the opportunities of the day are gone. Those who took advantage of it will not be where the sun met them in the morning. By the following day, new opportunities are coming on the horizon and they are not starting from where both of you were yesterday because they took advantage of the opportunities. You didn't. And you didn't because in your mind you think maybe you have time. You can do this again some other time. Hallelujah. Do you think if there is farming in Ghana, there is no food, no food anywhere, there will be no food in, in, in Jubilee House? You see, the way God set up his kingdom, eh, his sons and daughters are supposed to be the light. And that's why even if they are sacking 90% of the people in your office, you shouldn't be part of it. You shouldn't be part of it because you are not part of the 90, you are part of the top 10. If there is a space for only five people in your department, you should be part of the five. You should be part of the five. Why? You should have more knowledge, you should have more understanding, and you should have more wisdom. Because that, that is what distinguished even Jesus. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Look at the things that the Holy Ghost manifested in him. It was on the account of that that made him stand out. Indeed, he was wiser than anybody in his generation. Jesus was. He says, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Why? The opportunities of the day will perish with the setting of the sun. The night cometh when no man can work, including me because I'm also a man. So when you see Jesus attacking the day like he did, he knew that it is only in application that we are distinguished from everyone else. You may know more than your, your competitor in code. Let me use that in the business sense. But if your competitor is doing more than you, you won't match him. If he's covering more grounds than you, you won't match him. And it's time for us to wake up because it, we have what it takes on the inside. We have what it takes. We have what it takes. We have what it takes. We have what it takes to run five services. Don't we? Yeah, but we are not. Not because we cannot. 
Maybe you, you've become too comfortable. I've become too comfortable. So we are not inviting people like we should. We are not dragging people like we should. We are not transporting people like we should. We are not passionately saying, you know what? You've got to be in the service. You will hear something that will bless your life. That will change your life. And I'm interested in a transformed life for you. And because of my interest in who you are and who you are becoming, this will be my contribution in who you are becoming in the earth. Please, let's go this Sunday. If you can do more than you are doing, you will not be part of the top. If you can do more than you are doing, then when there is farming in your, in your space, farming in your industry, it will consume you because it will be only those who are perching at the top. They may escape. So you see how you and I should be unleashed. How we should be so deployed. Like we should be fully engaged. Fully engaged. Firing on all cylinders. Because we know it. We understand it. And now we are doing it. We are doing it. We are doing it. The best in what we are doing. We may not be the only ones in what we are doing, but the best. That means what you see in what is available is way more than anybody else can see. And we can do it. You can do it. This cut across every area of your life. Like we were saying, don't give your marriage 80% if you can give 100. That remaining energy you are reserving, do you have plans of marrying another person? <laughs> Just put the whole thing in it. <laughs> oh, it's a backup strategy. <laughs> no, put everything on the line. It's either full-time marriage or it's nothing. Put everything on the line. You see, when you do that and it doesn't work, you have no regrets. But not that the thing didn't work and in the corner of your mind, if only I had tried a little more. You will live in regrets. Put your whole thing in the business. If it doesn't work, you clean yourself, dust yourself, and then Lord, what's next? But don't let this thing fail, and then in your mind, if only I had given it a little more. So I'm saying to you, the reason why God is giving us access into his thoughts is so that we can do more. And when we do more, it's a measure of our wisdom. Application is the measure, the indices for wisdom. If you're not putting into practice what you claim you know, you don't know it like you sold. Because if you do, you will do it. So if you are not doing it, you don't know it like you claim you know it. And it's a challenge for all of us. It's a challenge to every heart seated in this building. Hallelujah. One area I have to repent heavily. I don't know about you. It's in the area of bodily wealth. It is calculated in health. The meter that is used to calculate bodily wealth is health. I don't know whether I told you that God was watching Moses sitting down from morning till the night. Sitting down from morning till the night. Sitting down from morning till the night. And if you ask him, he says, oh, the, the, the people are bringing all their problems to me to adjudicate. God didn't say anything. 
He took Jethro. He said, you will kill yourself. You will kill yourself. You know what to do. Select people. Set them captains over 50. Captains over 100. Captains over 1,000. When they can't resolve their things, then it will come to you. He says, if you do this, you will die. I'm saying that Moses was talking to God face to face. God never gave him a lecture on that. He's talking to God face to face. And God never said, you will kill yourself. You are not taking good care of your body. You will kill yourself. I have a lot of repenting to do. How many of us jog consistently? Because you think you are spiritual. Your body is not spiritual. So you, you, you will be so spiritual, so anointed, and your body say, please, I can't continue. And you will go to heaven with your anointing. <laughs> you will go. So in this regard, the children of this world in their generation are wiser than me. Because somebody is doing that, he doesn't speak in tongues. He doesn't know uh, all the re- deep revelation I know, but he's jogging every morning. So I am not jogging, and I'm. And how? Why am I not jogging? It's the way I'm thinking. By his stripes. <laughs> Every weak bone in my body by his stripes. Meanwhile, the bone is strengthened by exercise. <laughs> the children of this world in their generation are wiser than the children of light. If you have plans of living long, you must factor exercise in the thing. Don't just have a spiritual plan for staying here for a long time. Have a plan for exercise. And it's not carnality. Meaning that has been my struggle. The confessions of a pastor. <laughs> you see, because sometimes the, 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 the exercise regime in terms of the spiritual side, you know, it's like, you know, going to the gym, going to, and you have to be fasting a certain, so you will break it. And you know, consistency is the name of the game. So if you say you are breaking it to do some heavy fasting, usually when you finish, continue, you know. <laughs> it's not like you don't know it's good, though. But <laughs> so it takes a while to get back into the thing again, and then another deep revelation will hit you, and for the next three months, you don't have to be seeing whatever. And you are going on that, and so you forget that. This is a flesh and bone body. And God may not say to me in a vision, my son, my son, you are over 40. <laughs> he may not tell me that. So you will do this thing until you see that they've received you on the other side. <laughs> and you don't know when you crossed. So welcome back. <laughs> we just tell you, welcome back. The children of this world in their generation are wiser than the children of light. Is that not a problem? Why should darkness be wiser than light? Why should darkness shine brighter than light? It's because light is not doing anything. This morning, I'm just here to encourage your heart. It's a very quiet, calm service, relaxed service. If you can put in 100, don't put in 80. 
If you can give your best, don't give less. If you can stretch beyond what you're doing now. And I'm saying this in every area of your life. Every area of your life. Anything that is coming from you, anything you're producing, like the Bible says about us, we are his workmanship. Let it be your workmanship. Let it be top-notch. Let it be top-notch. Don't spare yourself. Don't spare yourself. And if we do this, if we do this, then I'm assuring you that we will be able to influence this world for Jesus. Because the Bible has already said it. The earth is the Lord's. So that means this is his kingdom territory. It's for him. And it is for him so that his children will rule and manage it for him. But we are not seeing that in all spheres. We are not. Those of you God have called into politics, called into public service, shall you put yourself on the training that is required and go there and represent God. Those of you God has called into the legal profession, into medicine, into... Please, see this thing as a ministry. Become the best in there and influence policy for Jesus. Be a Jesus medical doctor, a Jesus lawyer, a Jesus financial analyst. That means you are here representing his high interests, his, his noble thoughts, his regal thoughts. So you sit up there supervising the entire system and ensuring that every injustice is weeded out. That's how you represent God. You represent God by ensuring that the weak and the vulnerable are not taken advantage of. And as long as you are in charge of this, nobody is going to be unjustly treated on your watch. Then that means you are representing Jesus. Because Jesus won't watch anybody be victimized. But here we are. We have all the compassion. But where you are in the scheme of things, you don't have what it takes to make the decisions. So you are, you are very correct, but you are too low in the organogram. With all your sincerity, it doesn't go anywhere. You just join the gossip in the company. <laughs> Instead of making decisions, you are gossiping. Because where you are seated in the organogram, you can only gossip. You can only go. What will you say? Until you are more complaining. Hallelujah. Say, I'm rising to occupy my place. I'm rising to occupy my place on God's green earth. Yeah. Yeah. The earth is the Lord's. Nobody has challenged that. He created it. And you happen to be his son. So who should be managing it? You tell me. Who should be managing the earth that belongs to your father? Shouldn't it be you? But you can't manage it in a vacuum. That's why God gives you a specific line, a service line. And then you rise to the top so you can influence policy and supervise justice in that space, in that sphere. But if we are at the bottom and we can't make any decision, then we are all victims of whatever happens. We are praying that what we are saying this morning will shift you from knowledge to understanding to wisdom. Knowledge comes to you by information. Understanding through comprehension. 
wisdom through application. Give it your best shot. Give it your best shot. You are not in that thing just for your salary. You are there to represent Jesus. And if you are doing it as unto the Lord, your company will always be indebted to you because you will be giving more than they can pay. As unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Don't waste the opportunities God gives you. God gives you. Don't waste them. Maximize every opportunity. Maximize it. Maximize it. Don't, don't, don't just be a Ghanaian. I'm closing on this. Don't just be a Ghanaian. We've said this several times. One person, a minister of God actually, was literally, you know, saying, you know, he was never going to hire anybody in his church. Why? Because they take that opportunity for granted. So he says, no, 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 no. He will rather hire outsiders. But why should that be? When this thing is a kingdom and we are seeking to, to, to entrench the commonwealth. So, so the finances must flow through the community of believers until finally it goes out. You see? So if there is an opportunity and, for example, somebody is here who is capable of doing it and you give it to that person, you should never regret that you gave that opportunity to that person because of the output of that person. But we've had a few instances where somebody has given you an opportunity and one of the heavy considerations was that we are all part of a community. We are all a part of an assembly. And then the person gets that opportunity and is throwing his weight about. He's not giving it his best. And if you fire him, then you are tempering with the relationship. So now you fire the person, you can't come to church because if you are seeing his face, he's squeezing his face. You, 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 then one person has to go because. And your crime is that you gave that person a job. That's the crime you committed. But why should that be? Why should that be? Why won't you give your, like, why won't you give your, why won't you distinguish yourself in this? Why? Why won't you put in your best? The Bible says, why won't you rather be defrauded? Give it your best shot. That's the only way we can influence our spaces. That's the only way we can govern for God. That's the only way we can rule for him. When we move from just hosting his thoughts to putting them into practice. And the grace to do it is available. The grace to do it is available. We need to receive that help, receive that grace, and just apply ourselves. Apply ourselves. And if we do this, I can tell you that there is hope for Ghana. If we do this, if every Christian will hear this thing and apply, there is hope for this nation. Because all of a sudden, 70% of this country will wake up. And that will be it. Do your own in your little corner. You know what I just picked up? I picked up somebody's thought. And it was like, I mean, the thing is so huge. The problem is so what, like, What will my little adjustment do? Shine bright in your corner. You just make sure you are not part of the problem. Become part of the solution. It may look big, but if every one of us is contributing, making our own contribution towards the solution, it's just a matter of time. The tide will turn. And our dear nation will be heading 
in the direction they should. And the continent of Africa will be heading the direction they should. If you rise up and deliver to us the deposit you have from God, the investment of God in your heart. I want you to talk to God in a minute. Just close your eye, talk to God. Receive help, receive strength, receive grace. You have understood this morning that your wisdom is measured by your action. Your action. Your action is an indices of your wisdom. Your deeds are an indices of your wisdom. Commit yourself to giving your best. Commit yourself to doing your best. Commit yourself. Commit yourself in every area of your life. You want to be one person. One person. One person. So if you're giving 100%, it's a crossboard. It's a crossboard. And the grace of God is available for you. Paul said, I labored more abundantly than them all. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. So there is grace for labor. There is grace for you to apply yourself. There is grace. And this morning, we are receiving that grace. It may look difficult. It may look tough. But grace is available for you. To put in your best. To rise to the top of your field. To rise to the top of your service lane. To rise to the top. To deliver to the world what God put in you to serve to your generation. That you will not fail to deliver what you carry from God for this world. You will not fail to deliver it. You will not fail to deliver it. Whatever divinity put in you for the rest of us, you will not fail to deliver it. But I'm telling you, it's not going to come out without pushing it. It's like pregnancy. You've got to push. <laughs> there is no cesarean session in, in the spirit. You've got to push this thing out. You've got to push this thing out. You've got to push it out. You've got to push it out. It may stretch you, but Jesus said, when you deliver this this deposit you carry from God. He says, for joy you will forget all the pains. For joy you will forget. For joy you will forget. And for some of you listening to me, maybe you are going through your own birth pangs. Because there is something on your inside about to come forth. And what you are experiencing now is the birth pangs. Seasons of pain, seasons of discomfort, seasons of inconvenience and stretches. You are close to delivery. Receive grace. Receive grace to carry on. Receive grace to be consistent. Receive grace to persevere. Receive grace to remain. Grace not to give up. Grace not to give up. Grace not to give up. There is grace for all of us to deliver what we carry from God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website, www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.